1: Brought to you by TonyWCoaching.com, where your greatest success is right in front of you. This is Tony Wexler, your host, and on this podcast, we talk about positive issues to bring positive content into the world. There's an old quote that says, if you want to fly in the sky, you need to leave the earth. If you want to move forward, you need to let go of the past that drags you down. Letting go isn't always easy, but sometimes it's the best way to move forward and to pursue your dreams. On today's episode, I want to welcome back someone from the past. She's actually been on three episodes before, my dear friend, Laura, and we're going to discuss having the courage to let it go. Laura, welcome back.
0: Hi, Tony. What a pleasure to be back. I love it. So yeah, thank you for having me.
1: It's great to have you on the podcast. I know we've done a couple of really fun episodes. I think the last one we did was a Thanksgiving, a special Thanksgiving episode last year. So it's been a while since you've been here. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic and see how we can talk about this whole idea of letting go of the past. I know we've talked about learning from your past, I think, in the past. What do you think about this idea of letting it go?
0: Wow. I think a lot of things and it has helped me so much lately. I feel when it comes to let go, we all struggle, right? We all want to hold into our past stories or past dreams, or what doesn't longer align with who we are in the present moment. So it has been like key, especially for me, like this year of letting go, you know, things, habits meanings and people that no longer align with the person that I want to be and the life that I'm building so it has been really powerful once that I actually allow myself to to say goodbye to all those things
1: yeah and it's all part of our growth really I mean have you ever been in conversation, you know, sometimes you're in a conversation with somebody and you're telling them, you're all excited about your dreams and your goals and where you want to go. And they just kind of look at you and they're like, how are you going to do that? Or they, they have doubts and you spend time with them and that those doubts and those fears creep in, but then there's some people that you get around and they always manage to rejuvenate you, get you to feel more excited, invigorate you. Those are the people that, we need to hang out with and sometimes we can't help who our family is and who our relatives are and some of these people we do have to keep in our lives but some of these people in our lives we can actually let those go and move on and find new friends those friends that will encourage us and spend more time around those people who will help us on our journey.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, it's like actually overcoming that resistance that we all have, you know, like, but I love these people and you can love them. But maybe like, for example, if they are your family, just look at spending less time with them. Obviously, you're not going to say I know like your brother or sister, like daughter, whatever it is in, in your family that, you know, the people that are not serving you longer. But you can reduce that time and, yeah, definitely hang out with people that uplift you more and encourage you and, you know, support your growth because that's what is going to actually speed up the process.
1: Yeah, it'll definitely speed up the process. Well, you're good at letting go because I mean, you were a person who basically let go of, of your past by going on this trip. That's how you became long gone, Laura. You were long gone from where you were And uh, now you you travel and you're in a different place and you're helping other people to not only let go of their past, but take courage to find their greatness and find their purpose in life, which is one of the reasons that you and I are so aligned because we're helping people to do that
0: yes definitely it has been a journey of of letting go of what you thought you wanted but you really don't anymore because you have changed and I actually posted about it um this last week and that my big dream it was like staying and living forever in your country in the U.S. right and I work quite hard to get there to get to the U.S. and move to California like it was like five five years of work because I needed to go to university and have a degree to actually have the visa that I wanted to stay there longer. So I worked for like five years to actually move to the U.S., you know, save out the money and made that dream happen. And what what actually ended up happening is like when I went there and I started working in the nine to five job, I just realized that I didn't want to actually keep working towards that dream because I wasn't longer aligned it wasn't about the country itself (laughs) and it wasn't about having that nine to five job that I thought I wanted it was completely different what I was like seeking and it took me a while to actually accept it I think the acceptance is the first thing and the hardest thing because you are like oh my god have I wasted like five years of my life pursuing this like nine to five dream in California and now I'm actually gonna leave the country and leave the job. It was like hard uh, to accept at first and I think that's where we all get stuck. We just try to hide it, to cover it, to cover it with things and the same way with our relationship, right? Like we can be in a relationship that we have realized that it's no longer serving us Not just in friendships, but you know, romantically. And I'm guilty myself as well with the camps, with the romantic relationships. I just love that person that much. And we had all these like beautiful memories, and we have all these dreams for the future that I wasn't able to say, okay, I accept that this person cannot be longer in my journey because I don't align, it doesn't fit anymore. And so, yeah, I, I feel like if I, you know, could mention like one thing that we all get a it will be in that acceptance, right? Like, does it happen to you, Tony? Like, have you been there? Oh, yeah.
1: You're learning to accept. That's probably one of the keys to letting things go, because you have to accept that, you know what? My original dream didn't work out. This didn't work out, whether it be something in your relationships or something maybe in a career that you took a job and you have to move. You have to learn to accept that this is the way things are. We have these things called wake-up call moments in our life, and I write about it in my ebook Strive to Thrive, and I talk about when something happens to us that's a wake-up call, like, for example, a job loss, a breakup, uh, a health crisis that you may suffer, and I think you've probably had at least, I know you've at least had two of those, probably all three, and when those things come in our life, we have to, the first thing we have to do is accept it and say, okay, I can't change what just happened. I have to accept it and I have to move forward. And then we have a choice. We can either go down that negative road or choose to take the positive road. And by taking the positive road, that's how we live what I call a purposely positive life. We take the positive direction or we don't dwell on what didn't happen Or the negative things that could happen from this. We say, what are the good things that could happen? What are the positive things that can happen out of it? And I'm not talking toxic positivity, but I'm I'm talking, you know, it all starts, though, with accepting that this happened, accepting the past and knowing that it's in the past. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, that's really good reflection. And, and I agree. I feel like sometimes we need one of those moments where we hit rock bottom and then we are forced to change. But at the same time, what about if we don't have to hit rock bottom? What about if we trust our intuition first instead of like wasting like years of like doing something that we don't want to do or being in a relationship that we don't really want to be that would be like the key right like actually yes. Taking action first before you hit that rock bottom. Like, you know, to me, when it comes to, you know, California and my career, it was like what we already talked in the last uh, podcast. It was like having that saliva cancer that actually shook me and, you know, make me like think things differently. But what about if I didn't have it? I would have had to have that uh, conversation with myself and say, hey, you don't really love that nine to five job. You are not aligned with what you want to be. And you don't want to work with for someone another five years so you can get that green card. Right. So I feel like if we all accept it a bit sooner before we enter in that crisis of our life, we will be much happier than you think. Yeah.
1: I think so paying attention to our intuition is a huge thing right there and I like bringing that up learning to accept something before you hit rock bottom because we don't have to take that journey we don't have to go that far we don't have to for example if we get in our car and you know here being in the US I'll just use this country's map as the uh example so I live in New York state and if I decide that you know what I want to drive south I want to go to Florida and I start heading north and i end up all the way up in like the state of maine you know i've already realized probably by the time i i get halfway through new york i'm going to realize wait i'm going the wrong direction i don't have to go all the way to maine to realize that it's time to turn around to go to florida if that makes sense so anyone here in our our european listeners who aren't as familiar with the uh, american geography i think most people are but florida is the uh the little peninsula at the bottom of, uh, of the east coast and and maine looks like the little rabbit head at the top
0: Yeah, totally opposite direction. I love that analogy, right? And yeah, that's why it's really important that, yeah, we trust our intuition that, you know, we mostly don't because it's easier to ignore it, right? It's easier to ignore like the voice that is telling you, yeah, this relationship is not going anywhere or yeah, like you don't really like this job or or whatever it is for you, it's easier to actually ignore it. Um, But I would say like what really has helped me to actually align with my intuition and what I want for my future is like having clarity on your set of values and what is important for you. And that changes through time. So you cannot expect that you value the same when you were 15, that, you know, when you are 30, 20, 40, whatever age you are, you change, right? So I feel like having that awareness of, of what do you value the most now? And then making the decisions from there, because you know, maybe at some point in your life, what you value is having the security, for example, of a nine to five job. And I don't know, like finishing work and not having to think about um, your job or whatever it is for you right now, right? But maybe that has changed. Maybe now what you value is actually having the freedom of working whenever you want. Maybe now your value is actually making an impact every single day. So from there, from that set of values, when it comes to, you know, work or relationship as well, right? What do you value in a relationship is really important, especially for people that are in a long-term relationship, maybe your 10-year relationship you are such a different person when you started with that person 10 years after. So now you need to align your values of what you want in a relationship, communicate it with the person and see if you're moving towards the same journey, right? So I feel that's really important. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I do. I, that's very important. Getting those values aligned, not only with yourself personally, but you know with the people that or around you with your business relationships and your personal relationships, especially in your romantic relationships, because if you have a couple and let's say someone really values that whole idea of security, and then you decide you want to become an entrepreneur and they're like, "What? what you're going to be an entrepreneur. You mean, you're going to quit your job, well, what are we going to do? And is so worried and they're going to start to give you doubts and drag you down. And if you're growing in a different direction, that is a time where your values aren't being aligned then there's things like one person wants to have children and the other person doesn't. If you want to have children, if you're in a relationship with someone and they say that they don't, then I think what you should do is you should listen to them, take them at first value. Don't think, well, they'll change their mind down the road because now you invest another five, 10 years in that relationship. They don't change their mind. And guess what? What are you going to do now? Start over when you could have started over before you got to Maine. <laughs> Going back to our other oh. example, turn around as soon as you realize that, hey, wait a minute, there's a problem here. You have to listen to that internal GPS. The minute it starts to recalculate the route, then yeah. you need to know to turn around. And I think that's so important. And when you do that, it'll help you to accept what happened in the past and know that you're taking control of your future.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I really love that. Um, Yeah, for the same way for the job or, or anything that you thought that it was going to be differently, right? I feel like the hardest thing is to let go of the dream. We have a Disney story in our head when it comes to the relationship or the job or the country, right? Like to me, I visualize myself. In California at the beach and having, you know, like this uh, beautiful house with this beautiful dog and having the, you know, having the uh, citizenship of the U.S. and working for this company. And I didn't want that anymore, but because I fantasized for years about this dream that it was so let, so difficult to let it go. And I feel that's what happens in every single area of our life. We fantasize about a future that hasn't happened yet. And when we have to actually make the decision of, okay, I think I'm going into a different direction, we need to grieve that loss of the dream. It's not just the person. It's not just a job. It's not just a country. Whatever it is for you, is the dream that you thought it could be, but it won't be.
1: Right, right. And especially those things that you don't have the control over. You know, I'm a firm believer, and I know you are as well, of going after your dreams, right? Having the courage to pursue your dreams. What's the quote that says, go uh, boldly, go uh, confidently in the direction of your dreams. It's uh, I think it's Ralph Waldo Emerson. It's a quote from him. Or is it Thoreau? I I don't have the, the quote in front of me. <laughs> Some of my listeners probably know because I, I know I've used this one before. I've just... Uh, I guess I haven't had enough coffee to remember what the, who it came from. So it's not really letting go of, of a dream, but it's when you realize that this is not the place you want to be, this is not the destination that you want to go to, then it's being able to accept that and then letting go, if that makes sense. And then the next step, I think, in that is to take some responsibility take your own responsibility. When you're in a relationship that breaks up, take your own part of the responsibility. Don't try to put the blame on the, all on the other person. You know, we both grew apart. We both had different, went in different directions. Same thing with your career. If you're not aligned with the job that maybe you've been working at for a long time you know that's that's what happened to me right i was an investigator for you know 20 years and i just felt that there had to be something more and i i wasn't living the life that i wanted i was good at what i did and i felt that i was aligned with it but just it was time it was time to let go move forward and to start something else and now you know i'm much more relaxed, much happier. I'm in that entrepreneurial world and I'm going after those dreams. So I had to learn to accept that all those years I spent as an investigator, that wasn't a waste of time because a lot of the skills I learned along the way I'm using now in the coaching business
0: yeah that's huge like taking that responsibility and actually like seeing that it wasn't a waste of time is like huge because it's only a waste of time if you actually don't reflect on it and grow from it um and I made that mistake in the past as well like I had like many different type of jobs and to me, it was always, well, you know, the boss is not the right boss, right? Like it's toxic or it's like telling me to do these things that I want to do. Or, you know, is the hours that I'm working. I was always like putting those excuses. So what I would do is like change the job again and again and again. I actually had like many different jobs in different industries because I used to like blame externally what I was feeling internally instead of actually accepting well this is not what I like doing I'm not passionate about it why do I keep like forcing myself when it's not really that alliance right and taking my responsibility on on that role right that I took and the same thing with their relationships you only repeat the same patterns and keep meeting like the same type of partner that you really don't want if you end up a relationship as a victim right as you know, this person wasn't like this or this person did that to me and I'm not taking you know any fault on it, what anyone does, but we always have a responsibility within it, right. So is it what is it that I did? What is it that I can own? learn from it so I can move forward and, you know, find something, a job that aligns, finding a partner that aligns with what I want and how can I make it work? So I feel like taking responsibility is huge. We need to stop being victims of our own story because that's what keeps us in the past.
1: That's really what keeps us in the past. And I really think Our state, being able to control our state as well, which has to do with our emotions. And we'll probably come back to that in in a minute. But what we were delving on is what story do we tell ourselves? Because we will experience an emotion. And let's say we experience pain. That emotion will only stay with us for a few minutes. It'll go away. What happens is when we feel the emotion, then we start dwelling on the story that gave us the emotion. I was in this relationship, I I invested all this time and this person left or something even more, I want to say natural, but you know, the death of a close friend or family member. We have to learn to experience the emotion and go through the emotion. Most people tend to avoid pain in coaching. I'm taught and I I work with my clients this way. I ask them, okay, what do you want to achieve? And then what do you want to avoid? Because most people either go after pleasure or they avoid pain. And I find that most people are actually trying to avoid pain. So the Mm. first step in letting go is experiencing that emotion, letting the emotion happen, understanding it, and then letting the emotion go and don't dwell on the story. Don't keep telling it over and over again. Oh, I should have done this. I could have done this better. I should, if I would have done this, they wouldn't have left. If let's say, you know, and I had, I'll, I'll relate this back to something personal. I was just having a discussion. Uh, I had a family member who passed away fairly recently and I was just planning a trip to go out there. They live on the other side of the U S and I was planning a trip to go out there next spring. And I got a message uh, about a month ago uh, saying that they were in the hospital. So, oh, is everything okay? And they said, well, yeah, they're just doing tests. Well, suddenly they took a turn for the worse and ended up passing and now very sad event. There's loss, but then there's the guilt. They could come back and say, wow, I wish I would have planned that trip earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Accept it. You didn't do it. You can't change it. Experience the emotion and then let it go.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing and being vulnerable, Tony. And sorry about your family member. I completely relate to that story as well. You know, having had my mom pass in a few years ago, I experienced that guilt. And yeah, for me, it was definitely key to actually allow the emotion to come in and let it go. And, you know, for many of us, that's like foreign because we have repressed emotions, mostly all our life. Um, And that's what I did through childhood, right? So as I was coming um, becoming an adult, it was quite hard to actually tap into then. And it's so key to actually, you know, heal from those wounds from the past and move forward, like allow yourself to feel the emotions. And that's something that I do with my clients with uh, timeline therapy. I don't know if you have heard about timeline therapy, but actually it's like yeah. Awesome. So it's like literally going um back to the event when the event started and you repress the emotion and changing the meaning, the story that you were saying. Right. Because it's just the meaning that we hold into that story that affect us. Right. So if, you know, if I don't know, someone Leave us in our relationship if if we put the meaning that we are not good enough, and that's why you know every single romantic partner is gonna leave us. Then that's what is actually hurting you. That is story that you are saying to yourself. But if you actually see it from a different lens and see it, no, this like person wasn't for me, and that's why I had to leave. And you know, you see, you know, your take on it as well. Then you actually. Don't suffer. I always say like suffer is actually a choice. You can feel the pain in the moment and feel that emotion of, you know, like sadness or anger. But if you actually let it go and you change the meaning of the story, it shouldn't hold a negative charge on it because you are who you are because of the event you have grown from it. You know, you're stronger, you're more resilient and all the things that you have learned from it. So it's actually always a positive outcome from it there are always lessons and obviously it's hard when someone passes away and you see oh what is the positive lessons of it well there is something that I'm sure like you Tony itself you have learned about yourself and it's going to help you grow even in a really you know not pleasant situation
1: yeah letter writing is something that just came to mind when you were talking Laura one of the things that I've told some of my clients to do is to write a letter to that person in your life, whether it be maybe a relative who who passed on, a close relative, a close friend. Maybe it's somebody who you're in a relationship with and you're no longer. Maybe it's uh, someone who you worked for or worked Mm -hmm. with. Sit down and put pen to paper. Get those emotions out. Now, you don't have to send the letter. In fact, I probably would say that you probably don't want to send the letter, especially if you're writing a letter to your your last boss or last romantic partner and they're still around, you probably don't want to send the letter, but get the emotions out. And if it's someone who, who you lost, someone who passed on, you can write a letter to them expressing some of the things that you wish you had told them. You know, I believe somehow, uh, I think we don't understand some of these things, but I believe somehow, you know, we can talk about spirituality and things like that. But I think those people, I think somehow, they know when we sit down and put pen to paper and write a letter to, you know, for example, if I were to write a letter to my uh, my mother or father, both who have passed away, I think the message uh, would uh, would somehow get to them in some strange way. And I don't want to get all woo woo here, but uh, but yeah, and I think it's a great way to to vent out our emotions and let us experience those emotions, accept the past, and really kind of move forward
0: yes 100 percent. yeah i love i love the letter trick and that's something that i practice often for sure to me like writing is like you know so powerful when it comes to healing that i use it very often just letting out those emotions and actually not just like obviously sometimes we're angry and we need to let it go and maybe we need to say you know what we think in the moment but always ending with gratitude is really really powerful because they they were like teachers in your journey, right? It's romantic partner, your bosses of your family. They help you, you know, understand something and grow. So to me, ending with gratitude is always like really, really useful. And um, when it comes to forgiving or healing from a person in the past, even if it's not um, you know, it hasn't passed away. Also, what has helped me is like actually putting a chair in front of you. And, you know, put a label with the name of the person and actually speaking whatever you want to say. I know that some people don't like writing. So for those of you who don't like writing, that's actually like a good method. I mean, you can always like use a friend or something that wants to help you, but you don't have to do it with anyone. Like literally what I have done is just put a chair, put the label and and actually started talking and expressing um, what you feel, you might feel a bit awkward, but you know whatever it, it really helps you.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that can definitely. And I could see that it's someone who doesn't want to sit down and and write it out. I, I do like writing because it's something about putting it down on paper. it's kind of releasing the emotions, but I believe speaking it as well would release yeah. those emotions. Uh, the other thing that i'm I'm hearing in our discussion is talking about the idea of failure, the concept of failure. And I think, in our culture today, we've put a very negative connotation on the word failure. When, oh, you're a failure, you failed at that. And failure is not really a bad thing. You know, I think of the story of the founder of Spanx, Sarah Blakely. And if you look her up, uh, spanks, you may know what it is, Laura. I know most of the women listening would probably know. It's a, it's a type of undergarment that uh, that women wear. And Sarah Blakely was the CEO of this company, and um, Tony Robbins interviewed her, and I saw the interview. And in that interview, she talked about how when she was a little girl and would come home from school, her father would always ask her, "What did you fail at today?" And he wasn't trying to be mean; he was trying to teach her a lesson every day you need to fail because if you don't fail, it means you're not trying hard enough and you're not learning the lessons. So she never viewed failure as a bad thing. So if we want to let go of things that happened to us in the past, don't view them as failures. Don't view that relationship that happened. Even if a bad thing happened to you, don't view it as a failure, view it as a lesson. And I think we talked about that earlier and move forward with that. So there are no failures, there are only lessons.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that. I actually have heard that talk, and yeah, it's like so important to fail, especially you know especially as we're entrepreneurs. I feel like many people want to become entrepreneur, but they're thinking, "Oh, I don't want to like start in case I fail." <laughs> it's like you are gonna fail at things, right? You have to try them out, and then when it doesn't work, you learn from it, and then you do things differently. Imagine if we did everything right since we are little, we just like never have a mistake. Like, obviously we wouldn't learn about anything. And I think we wouldn't be really nice, to be honest. We would be like, you know, full of ourselves that we are always right. And I love this example. I feel like I always use it, you know, when a baby is like um, learning how to walk. Like imagine a baby like falling once and thinking, oh, just walking is not for me like I have failed right <laughs> no actually the baby has to like fall several times until yeah. it learns how to walk and we just forget that that's how we have to approach life like we need to fail and the more that we fail the better like it's actually mm-hmm. the better because it's the fast the faster that we're gonna grow if we fail more. So it's actually an amazing thing that, yeah, I feel like we all boy to do more.
1: We do. Yeah. And the other thing that, that we do with when it comes to failure, if you start out with the mindset, like the example that you gave, I don't want to become an entrepreneur. I don't want to start a business because I'm going to fail. If we start out with that mindset, then we're going to fail because we're expecting to fail. So I just kind of thought that was funny. But so we've talked about... <laughs> Learning to accept the things that happen to us. That's a step to letting go, taking your responsibility in it, experiencing your emotions. And there's another thing that we need to do, I think, there, and that's in forgiving ourselves, mm-hmm. forgiving ourselves, and also forgiving others. I think it's twofold. Forgiveness is just one of those things that a lot of people have a hard time with. I will have discussions with some clients, especially if they've gone through. Uh, like a relationship situation, maybe their spouse uh, or significant other did them wrong. They cheated on them or something like that. Mm -hmm. And well, I'm not going to forgive them. Well, you have to, because if you don't, then you're the one that's going to always have the bitterness and the pain from that. You know, the other person, they could care less whether you forgive them or not. And there's the old Mm -hmm. quote that says, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I think forgiving the people around us, the people who wrong us, but then also forgiving ourselves for our part in the, in, in the ball game, right? You know, when we strike out, we don't want to dwell on it. And the best way to not dwell on something is to take that responsibility, say, you know what? I made a mistake. I forgive myself. I'll do better the next time I'm going to move on. And that's how you let it go
0: amazing yeah it is really really important we all do the best that we can with the knowledge and resources we have so knowing that right knowing that you know that other people did the same right so the people that did wrong to you or hurt you they just didn't know better for whatever reason they caused you pain but because they didn't know better they didn't have the resources of the knowledge to do a different scenario. And this comes with, again, what we talk about is about the meaning of the experience. If you are holding into this pain, into this anger, into this hurt, you're actually, again, being the victim of the story. They wrong me. They owe me an apology. They did this, right? But taking the responsibility, it will come with saying, okay, they did this. It wasn't my fault, but I took responsibility in this relationship right? And I change the meaning to see, okay, what is it that I learned from this experience that it really hurt me? So I don't repeat it. So I don't keep like, you know, finding the same boss, the same partner or whatever it is for you in this scenario and keep growing. So I feel like forgiving to yourself is the key. It's easier to, again, put it into the other person. They did wrong to me, but what is it that you did, right? Like, you know, case what is it that I did well I was in a job that I really didn't like and I kept like showing up and lying to myself that this is what I wanted when I wasn't right and then I just right. put it on my post
1: that's so powerful right there when you when you take responsibility that's really about taking back your power and part of that taking responsibility includes forgiving the other person as well as forgiving yourself. I think that's that's beautiful
0: a hundred percent is key, like yourself and the other person, for sure, to actually move forward. And again, you, yeah, you you feel lighter because you don't hold into any emotions. You if you are holding into anger, is the same like the poison. You need to allow the emotion to come in and go, and just mm-hmm. learn from it. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's a few other things that come to my mind, and that is also making sure we focus on our own self care taking care right. of ourselves after these situations happen. You know, if we go through a difficult situation and we're in the process of letting go, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves along the process and that we're getting enough rest, that we're getting the right nutrition exercise, because it's very easy when you're upset, when you're going through a difficult time. You know, I'll use the example, you know, you're going through a breakup. And a lot of times when those things happen, we're not sleeping. We're not taking good care of ourselves, and that only makes things worse so we need to focus on our our self care uh, sometimes maybe even get professional help if if we need to we need somebody to talk to whether that be uh we uh, you know we're coaches but yeah. some of these things they rate a level of a therapist but sometimes a coach can help it depends but finding someone you know that can help you And it's always really about surrounding yourself with the right people, those people in your life that you connect with deeply, those people that you just feel good around, those people that encourage you, that want to be with you, that see your growth as something to be celebrated. You know, before we started recording the podcast, you and I, we hadn't talked in a while and we had a a short catch-up session and we were celebrating for each other's victories. And I think that was a beautiful thing. I kind of wish we could bring the listeners in on that part of the journey, but that would make this podcast go way too long.
0: Yeah, for sure. I I love that. Like the celebrating the wins. I literally like the first question that I ask my clients on a session is like, what can we celebrate today? Because I feel like you should be celebrating every step of the journey, not just when you achieve that big goal. And just like adding on what you mentioned about actually being kind with yourself. That's, so important. And when it comes to like physical health, right? If we run a marathon, we kind of expect that we are gonna be tired and we may say, okay, maybe I take a day off, maybe I take it easy when it comes to the training. Now I need that rest, right? But when it's emotional, we don't take that in consideration as much. We don't say, Okay, this actually exhausted me, like going through you know the passing of a family member of a breakup and not seeing that we actually need that extra rest that extra support for ourselves so that was like beautiful said and i think it's really important that you know we are kind to ourselves like not thinking oh we're going to be as productive as we are we're going to do all these things although we're going through these like big shifts when it comes to you know your relationship or your career or or whatever it is for you so yeah, that was like really key, Tony. And talking to someone is beautiful. I I literally have like so many mentors and coaches, and I'm so grateful that they help me in different areas of my life, because it really makes a huge difference. It just speeds as up as the process, and it just makes it like more smoothly. And yeah, I'm really really grateful that that I get those like friendships and people that help me in the major in my journey. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Is there anything in our discussion that we've missed uh, along the way today, Laura, that you wanted to bring out?
0: I would just remind to the listeners um, to actually listen to their intuition. You know, if I could pass a message, I am guilty myself of many times ignoring what my intuition is telling me, what my God is telling me about a job, about a person, about a place, whatever it is like for you. I have tried to repress it and I would say, listen to it. It is painful to listen to it, but listen to it. The more that you are in tune with yourself. So the less time that you are on like full work mode or whatever it is for you, just like, you know, having a thousand thoughts in your head every second, the more that you actually calm down, meditate, go for a walk, like be with yourself you actually listen to your intuition more like clearly and actually make a decision from there and it's gonna feel scary so for those who want to make a decision and they feel oh well but this feels scary and I feel a resistance maybe it's because I don't have to do I don't have to leave the job the relationship whatever it is no it's gonna feel scary (laughs) because you are stepping you know a higher version of yourself and you're actually letting go what is like weighing you down so it's gonna feel scary and you're gonna resist to it that doesn't mean that you don't have to do it so move forward and you know if it is like the right person or the right career or whatever it is and you figure out on you know in the future that you would like to go back to it then you can always do it. but if you don't actually take the action You will never know. And yeah, you will be denying yourself like what you really want.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's so true. Your intuition is really a gift. And a lot of us Mm -hmm. take that gift and they start to unwrap it, but then they put it aside and they don't finish unwrapping it and they don't use it. They don't listen to it. So what a great, great piece of advice, Laura. I love that. You know, it reminded me, I'm going to kind of tie this in Uh, This is something that I've done with my clients before. And I got this from Napoleon Hill, who is the author of the book, Think and Grow Rich. And I kind of did my own spin on this. If you're having trouble trusting your own intuition, then use people that you admire to help you with that. And here's what I mean by this real simple example. You sit down, you write down maybe five, six people that you really admire and they can be living or dead. Doesn't matter. Uh, but people that would have an impact on your life. Pe- people people you've never met before. I mean, I have people on there like like President Abraham Lincoln, for example, is is one of the people, because I admire his courage and what he did. And there are other people, Carl Jung and a couple of other famous people. And a lot of these people have long passed on and I have them on my list. And when I go to bed at night, when it's quiet, I'll just lay down and I'll close my eyes and I'll envision sitting down at a table and these people show up and we sit down and we have a discussion. And in that discussion, you'll find that those people start to give you all kinds of advice. I believe part of that is it's your intuition talking to you and it's using the voices of other people to give you those things. Now, there are some people that really believe that there's something deeper there. I'll let you figure that out for yourself, whatever works for you. But I find this practice really works because someone will say something to me and I'll be like, oh, you know, it's something I should have said to myself. But in reality, I mean, we're saying that to ourselves and we're we're trusting our intuition. And when we do that, it'll help us to really not only let go of things, but to uh, make better decisions in our life.
0: Yeah. What a powerful tool. I haven't used that before and now I'm going to use it. So thank you for sharing that. That's so powerful because that's our subconscious talking as well. Right. Like we allow we allow to get those messages through other people because we don't really trust ourselves fully. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: And when they're coming from these people, we'll take it better than we would sometimes from a friend sitting in front of us who may tell us the exact same advice. But Laura, this has yeah. been a great episode. I've really had fun talking to you again today. And I'm glad that uh, we had you back for your fourth time on the podcast. It's awesome. Wow, yeah. uh, now I've already asked you about being purposely positive, what that means to you. So I'm going to have to come up with another question to end the show with. But in the meantime, if you just want to give out uh, how people would reach out to you, that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, thank you, Tony. It has been a pleasure to be in the podcast again. And yeah, if anyone wants to reach me, I'm a purpose coach for entrepreneurs. So you can find me either in Instagram, Longo Laura, or in Facebook, On Laura as well. And yeah, we can go from there and help you actually find your purpose.
1: So what thank would you, you feel is the first step in finding your purpose? Yeah. That's my question to end the show with.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you for asking that. The first step will be actually rewiring your mindset and letting go of all the noise that you currently have from society, from culture and from your your paradigm since you were a child. Only that you can see clearly because it's really difficult to choose a path when you have those voices of what you should or not do right so yeah that would be that first step actually removing that noise to listen to your intuition and what is it that you truly want
1: isn't that great how everything just kind of comes around it's all about letting go and letting go of that noise love it
0: well thanks again
1: thanks again laura this has been great
0: thank you tony take care i'd love to come back again soon so yeah see you for the fifth for sure
1: And you've been listening to strive to thrive the purposely positive podcast brought to you by tonywcoaching.com where your greatest success is right in front of you and if you just listen to this podcast wherever you listen to it send us a good review if you liked it reach out to us and let us know what topics you would like to explore you can find me at coach tonyw at outlook.com and i would love to hear from you in the meantime let go of the things in your past Embrace your future and live a purposely positive life.